Hello everyone, this is Mark. Welcome to another episode of Speak Brave Podcast. I welcome you to this week's edition. I hope your week was fantastic and you found every opportunity to speak with courage, face your fear, push through to the next level. Because this is what this podcast is all about. I'm excited again to bring you top quality talent, stories, and entrepreneurs who are willingly with courage share their story. And this week is no different. Today, uh, for this episode, I have a new friend. His name is Sean Wilson. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sean. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Well, thank you so much for coming. And uh, would you tell us your story? Like, where you come from, what do you do, and how did you come up with where you are right now? Sure, no problem. Well, actually, I was born in Toronto, Canada, <laughs> where it's a lot colder over there now <laughs> than it is down here in Florida. And, um, and I'm a musician. Um, and I'm a teacher. And um, so, I, you know, trying to combine those two things has been something I've been, I've been trying to do for a very long time. <laughs> so I finally found something that allows me. I'm, I'm at a place in my life right now where I actually have that freedom that I, I used to only think that I could have. And that freedom that allows me to just kind of set my own hours and kind of have financial freedom. And I'm just at a place in my life where I really am enjoying life. So I just, I'm just glad to be here. Excellent. So thank you. Can you tell us a little bit? So it's a, you are a musician, right. and you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Get into into a little bit more of that. Right. I don't. I'm actually a teacher, but I don't teach music. I, I actually, um, well, not as prof- by profession. I'm actually um, my degree is in math education. So I teach mathematics, and I've taught at the uh, middle school up to high school, and now I teach at a college level. <laughs> Uh, for mathematics, but then I also am a musician, so I've been a musician for as long as I could remember since uh, five years old when my uh, dad took us and dragged us into piano lessons, <laughs> kicking and screaming and, and forced us to learn how to play the piano, which at the time, you know, I thought, oh, why am I here? <laughs> but I look back at it, and that was just one of the most valuable things that they could have done for us, and me, my brother. Um, we are grateful, and my sister are all grateful that we had to take those piano lessons. So are your siblings also professionals in, in music now? My, no? my, brother, my brother's an engineer, and so he went to math like me, but he has also in music. In fact, he won a Grammy um, just this past year. Grammy? Yeah, he won a Grammy. Oh, He's on um, Justin Wilson, if you want to look him up. His son is a LJ, baby boy drummer. He's been on Ellen multiple times. Um, for drums at only four and three years old, and he's gone viral, and he's like, <laughs> he's a sensation. But Amazing. our our entire family is just a family of musicians. So, like I said, we were just glad that our father kind of had the insight to make us get into music, and he just kind of all went from there. My sister sings and plays the piano, so we're all kind of musical. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that I uh, mm-hmm. connected with you because yeah, I you. will be. Uh, looking at your work and you okay. know, consuming your uh, content and what do you teach. Can you tell us a little bit more what kind of work you do now specifically? And sure. uh, also, if you don't mind, you know, talk about your accomplishments, you know, a little bit, you know, how you, you know, help, uh, help people. Okay, well, right now we have a, um, right now I teach musicians how to play on the piano online. And so basically it's a, it's, it's a very interesting story um, because... Um, what we do is I hear musicians um, and listen to pianists and and people who are playing online, and they're usually playing at a very high level. 
And what I do is I find out what they are playing, I break it down for people to understand, and then I kind of co- I communicate that in a language where a pianist can understand what they're doing and even how to play what they're playing. So basically any any pianist you could think of, if you pull them up on YouTube, that's the kind of thing I would do. I, they, they, would, they would send me a song and they say, hey, we want to be able to play this. It may not have sheet music for it. And so <laughs> I'll take that and figure out what they did, and I will break it down for the average uh, musician to understand. And and they really seem to enjoy that. We have a global audience right now, um, people from all over the world right now. I have, I think I have, as of, at this time of this podcast, probably about 27,000 um, musicians on, on YouTube who follow me, and about 5,000 on Facebook, from the 5.7, five um, close to 6 now. And uh, it's a really healthy audience. <laughs> it's a really healthy audience. They really um, enjoy the work that we do there, and I really enjoy serving them. And in fact, that's one of the things that I'm, that I am passionate about doing it. So <laughs> I don't see it as work uh, simply because it's something that I enjoy. It's something that I could do without compensation. So that's one of the things. And in fact, and I don't know if this is going too far out, but um, you know. When I started this, I didn't think it was the money. Actually, was an act, was accidental. So I was I was um, just producing music files, doing things, you know, um, in my room, and you know, spending a lot of time on them because I wanted to get a YouTube presence, <laughs> you know. But I didn't think it was going to become um, as big as it is now, um, to where. Um, uh, musical artists who play for some some pretty big people actually see me and consult me about different things. I never thought that that was going to be the case because I'm just in my living room, just <laughs> doing things on my computer, and not thinking it was anything you know that anything would come of that. And um, I remember somebody asking me, "Hey, how much would you uh, how much would you charge me for this file?" You know, <laughs> and um, I didn't. I didn't know what to say, so I just threw out a number. I said ten dollars, <laughs> not thinking it was a big deal. And then, um, and that was the day my business got started because I I realized that there was a demand for the thing I was doing, but I would not have known that unless I was already doing it. You know, right. so <laughs> it was. So it wasn't like I I sat and said, "Oh, here's a great business plan." It was no. I just did what I was passionate about. Then the audience came, and then the money came, and then I was able to multiply that, and it's kind of went from there. So, in you, I have so many follow-up <laughs> questions, right? I am curious, I'm intrigued that you started this as a passion, right? It's right. A passion mm-hmm. serving other fellow musicians in the community, right? Right. Essentially, because you have a gift, you have a specific skill. Right. Can you talk about that? Sure. I like to... Um, um, because, well, as a musician who plays by ear, and, and, and those of you who are listening who may not be aware of what that means, is, is generally when um, you have two general types of musicians. You have a performing musician, and that's a musician who reads music, so they play to perform. And so generally they're going to play with sheet music. Whatever is written there in front of them is what they play. So, you know, those are your concert pianists, um, you know, and your people who play for performance, Okay. And then you have your ear musicians, and your ear musicians are those, your jazz musicians, those guys who, you know, you go here and they're in a band or something, and they can improvise on the spot because um, they don't need the sheet music because they're using their ear. So it requires a different skill set than uh, what would be required of a, of 
classically trained musician. Right. So um, now the interesting thing about me is I am classically trained, (laughs) and I did have all those performances, me and my sister and my brother. We were doing that when we were 11, 12, 13, 15. Then I ventured out, but I didn't have my love in that, and I didn't really (laughs) enjoy it as much. Um, So, um, you know, I I wanted to be able to play by ear, and that means being able to hear something and being able to play it. So I started to um, try to learn and try to figure things out. So if I heard a song on the radio, I'd go to the piano and try to (laughs) to play it. Well, to your question, um, um, what was unique about me is that my mom says that one day, they there was a song on the radio, and um, they, they were playing a song on the radio, and then um, she turned off the radio but kept hearing the song. <laughs> right. So she thought that she made a mistake, and uh, she thought that she uh, <laughs> did. She's looking at it like, well, didn't I turn this radio off? Well, sure enough, she says, I don't remember this, by the way. This is what she says. She says, um, it was me. I was playing the song. <laughs> oh. So there goes, you know, my ability to, to play by ear. So um, from then, I actually, so when I was in college, actually, that's the gift that I used So um, in order to support myself financially. So basically, I would go to various churches um, and various places that needed musicians and needed a person who could improvise, and I would, I would do that. So it was all, it was, it's been making me money in that sense for a very long time. It wasn't a business, but it was more like a freelance Musician, so I've been, so yeah, I've been making money f- from music in that way for at least twenty five years. But I didn't actually start a business with it in terms of helping others at the level I'm doing now until maybe about two or three years. Right. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's tremendous, it's <laughs> tremendous, and I I admire that you're able to use your talent in a way that gives you fulfillment. Right. right. And also, it keeps you sharp, doesn't it? Very much. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, that improvisation factor, sure. like the jazz musicians mm-hmm. and improvisation, and how that skill can be transferable to business? I, I mean, it's okay. very, it's very transferable because um, as a musician, <clears throat> as a musician, you are what you're doing is you what you do. What I call is you feel the uh, the heartbeat of the room. Right. Can you tell me? Can, can you tell me more? Sure. Um, so, feeling the heartbeat of the room just kind of means that it, when you're playing with a group of musicians, there is no one person in charge. Okay. Right. The music itself is in charge, and so the music itself uh, is supposed to tell a story, mm-hmm. and the music itself is supposed to sell you on a story. <laughs> And so believe it or not, every song that you hear is a story, every song. And so, um, and, you know, in music we teach that there's a climax of a story. You know, like if you're watching a movie, um, you know that. Right, right, and a resolution. You know that if you're watching a movie, there's a climax of that movie, mm-hmm. but they always come back down. And then so um, a lot of classical pieces, same thing. You know, it'll start off in one way. They'll build up, you have a crescendo, and then it'll come back down. So and, and improvisation is very similar. You know, there's no one person in charge. Um, every musician is listening to the other. You know, if my bass guy over here decides he wants to go here, then everybody says, "Okay, let's go here." You know, <laughs> it's 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 a so it's very much improv improvisation, and I think that is very much transferable to business because, um, you know, personally, I didn't know, and I have to be honest with you, <laughs> Mark, I didn't really know what I was doing, and to some level, I still don't. 
and one of the things that um, that I was taught um, by listening to podcasts like this one, <laughs> which is why I love these kind of podcasts. I was listening to a podcast by Shalene Johnson. Yes. yes and she's, uh, um, she's a great businesswoman. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. Very, and very, very uh, yes. sophisticated <laughs> and strategic and generous. Oh, yeah, I've learned a, I learned a lot from her. Um, and one of the things that I remember hearing, and I don't remember which one it was, but just kind of being able to listen to your audience because they those are the people who you know um those are the people who are interested in what you are <laughs> your market audience those are the people who are uh who are directly affected by what you're doing so the reason why i i and, and kind of tying it all to improv is because i didn't really know what i wanted but they my 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 market told me what the business was they they literally said, this is your business by what they were asking, by giving surveys, by asking them, what would you guys like to see, you know, and and building my business around um, what people actually wanted is how I built my business. So there was no pre-plan because it was built by the people that I'm serving. <laughs> right. So there was no way it could fail simply because I already asked them what it was they wanted. It's a validation. It was, a, is, yeah. Um, Almost instantaneous, right? It was almost, yeah, because I, it was before I started my membership site. And, and um, okay, I started uh, YouTube, and of course, I still do YouTube to this day, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I started selling those music files. Remember I told you that guy that asked for the $10 music file? Yes. So yes. I, was, I was selling those. But I, I kind of didn't like that. Um, there were some legalities there that um, and, and copyright stuff that I, I, I just didn't really feel comfortable doing. So I, w- I was trying to see how... And when I could change over to something that I felt more comfortable with, um, that I wouldn't have to figure out the whole copyright thing, you know. So, um, and then that's when I put out a survey and I said, you know, let me do a membership site. A membership site that's recurring um, revenue. I'd feel much more stable about the uh, about the money coming in. And the most important thing for me is not that because it wasn't wasn't about money. Uh, a membership site for me represents a long term commitment and long term relationship. So that if a person is signing into me, they're really signing into an ongoing development in progress. And that's something as a teacher <laughs> that really sounded like something that I, I would like to do. Right. So um, I, I sent the message out there. I said, how many of you guys will be interested in membership site? Um, and, of course, I had at this time about 2,000 subscribers, maybe about 50 or 60 responded, said we would we would be in. So on the day that I opened, I had fifty or sixty people coming in at fifteen dollars a month. And <laughs> right. There, you, there, I had my uh, my that's my start. That was my seed, and I, I charged them a little low amount and got feedback from them, and just kind of kept improving from there. And until I'm at where I'm at now, was them. Uh, I'll be hitting about four hundred in about um four hundred members. I should hit that by the end of the month or two, probably with where I'm at that's right good. now. Congratulations! That's yeah, thank you. Um, Let's switch gears okay. just a bit. Sean, would you share about your biggest failure in business? Yeah, or, sure. And something that we can take away? Um, um, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, the reason why that's a difficult question is because every day seems like a failure. <laughs> Sometimes I have videos that uh, have not done well. You know, um, and one of the things that I learned from from Gary V is, you know, th- 
Because the reason why I think your question is interesting is because, um, you know, when, you know, he said it, you know, just kind of just look at the analytics for everything mm-hmm. and take the emotions out of it. So I have videos to this day that like have I feel have been big failures. Um, and I just try not to do videos like those. <laughs> you know, it's a, I know it sounds very, you know, very simple, but um, I try not to take things personally. Um, for me, the you know, I I did try to do a couple websites. Now I will t- I will say this: before I ran the business, I tried to do some websites, some music websites. They were all flops. I mean, they, and I guess I could call those failures, or I could call them stepping stones. You know, because <laughs> none of the things that I had tried really worked until I just focused on my passion. Um, so, in a sense, you could say they were all failures. Um, that's all I've been seeing from day one. Gary, not Gary V. Um, who is the guy I'm thinking about? Guy Kawasaki. Yes, yes. In his book, he's the one who kind of got my head turning on the whole passive income thing. And I had a good friend of mine who was a business owner. He was also an emergency room doctor. And he had these businesses, and he would always tell me two things. He would say, Sean, two things. Automation and duplication. He said, "That's that. these are the two things your business has to have. And I remember, it, it, Mark, the, here's, the, here's the biggest failure. The biggest failure was that from the time he told me that it was 10 years later that I was just sitting like, how do I duplicate myself? Because he would keep saying, you have to duplicate yourself. <laughs> right. I'm like, how do I duplicate myself? And he was talking about musically because at the time I played for his church, we became good friends. I'm like, how do I dupe myself on the piano? I can't play here and over there at the same time. He says, well, you have to figure that problem out. He said, until you figure that out, you're not going to have a business. And then automation is that the process should run on its own. And I, so that might, I guess, so, you know, taking your failure question is kind of like the whole thing. It wasn't just that, oh, oops, all of a sudden I had a business. This thing I'd been sitting, not sitting on my idea, but sitting on the question of how do I duplicate myself? How is it? It wasn't until that guy said what he said that I, it was like a light bulb. Oh, oh, I could duplicate this. And it just, boom. And then from there, it was like it's been victory after victory after victory because these things have been in my mind for years. And I just hadn't been able to, um, have, you know, I just didn't <laughs> know what to do. So let me just, for for somebody who's listening and really into this yeah. conversation, share an example of okay. duplication okay. and, and automation Automation that we can understand. Okay. Oh, that, with my, like with me for music or just Absolutely. like in any other, no, any example? We're we interested to know from you because okay. Okay. it's authentic, it's credible, and something that you have done. Sure. Okay. So I'll give you an example. That's a great question, by the way. Um. Um, I lost my job in 2011. So again, it gave me a lot of time to try to figure out. Because when I was a teacher working nine to five, it was, you know, it was difficult. So it wasn't until I had a lot of time to think, you know, less income coming in. And I I was supporting myself by um, weekend gigs and stuff like that with music. So, you know, I said to myself, you know what, let me start a, a, a music, music lessons. Okay, so. So let's say you want music lessons from me, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to give me the going rate, you know, $25, 30 35 40 whatever 
the location is per session. Okay, and a session could last, you know, session could last 30 minutes. You know, if somebody wants an hour, it's going to be more. Okay. So I got the bright idea to duplicate myself. How do I duplicate myself? Well, instead of you paying me the $30 and me having you in a room, why not get a big room, multiple keyboards, and get in 10 people? <laughs> so now I've just duplicated myself. So that, that's, an, that's an example of what, and that's actually what I did, by the way. So I, I went to various places. I, threw out, I made an ad. So instead of making uh, 50, uh, $20 an hour, I could make $200 an hour because I taught all of them. Now, what that meant, though, is that I had to have a standard procedure for everybody. Whereas, I'm, you know, if, if it's just me and you, you ask your personal questions and I can direct you personally. Mm-hmm. But the duplication with a multiple people meant that I have to be a little bit more careful about making sure that the people that I'm uh, teaching now have to be within the same level right. so that I can tell them pretty much the same thing and they can help all of them. And so you're going to have to start coming up with things. But remember, I'm already a natural teacher anyway because that was my profession. So that was something I was already doing. You go in a classroom and you teach 20 students. What's the difference, right? So, <laughs> so I said, okay, so teaching is duplication, right? So, so then that's when I thought, and I'm getting to the automation in a second. Right. But that's when I thought, well, if I can do this, and by the way, this was right here in Lakeland at a church only five minutes away from here. And I said, well, if I can do this, in a room, I could do it online, right? So if I could teach a person, I could teach a classroom. But if I could teach a classroom, I could teach online. And if I'm online, the world is my classroom. And so, <laughs> you know, so for me, um, that means it could do. So that's what I do. Every If you go into YouTube and type in, this is not a plug or anything. I'm not selling. <laughs> but um, if you type in Sean Wilson, S-E-A-N, Wilson, piano, you'll see me teaching and you will see an audience, right? And 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 so they're they're listening to me in the same way that the people that I taught were listening was listening to me. But I have a the audience is much uh, it's wider. It's a it's more global audience. And then of course there's a percentage of those people who are gonna you know buy whatever my my upcharge is, right? So um, so th- which is the membership site or whatever else I have to offer, yeah. so they can go and listen for free. But then if they want more, if they want more details, if they want to take it further, you know, I have a way for them to take it further. And so the audience is much bigger. Um, with the automation piece, I see an automation just as kind of having emails that go out automatically. You know, when they would download something for me, um, for me, that means that an email sends that person something. <laughs> it's an email automation. There's a lot of musician friends of mine who don't understand this. And so they'll have things, but they themselves will email each person. And I try to tell them, no, that's not automation. Automation is when that's doing, the email is your secretary. See it as your secretary. Your email service is your secretary. They handle that all in the background. It's automated. A virtual assistant. A virtual assistant, yeah. Now, of course, I, you know, I may have to get a virtual assistant too with, with my business is growing personally, so I think I would have to hire one. But there are some things that are automated, you know, them watching the video, them clicking a link in the video. That link sending them to a page, that page <laughs> saying download this, that's an all that's all automated. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I don't have to actually be sitting here and doing. And as we speak right now, somebody's downloading a link somewhere just because of the virtue of the, how many videos there are. Yeah. 
somebody's downing a leak. <laughs> so that's what automation is to me. I love it. And thank you yeah. for sharing. Um, Sean, this, is, yeah. this is, has been value-packed <laughs> uh, for me and for my audience. I, I thank you for coming and sharing yeah. this very, very generous way. Uh, final two questions. Okay. Number one, where do you see yourself mm-hmm. going next five years? Mm. And then after that, what is the best way for prospective clients, partners, and other interested um, individuals to contact you? Um, I really love teaching. <laughs> so I am not one of these people who um, am trying to become a millionaire, and I hope this doesn't <laughs> throw off your audience. For me, I am content with having a sense of financial freedom the freedom to um, the, the the freedom with the ability to, to have time, right? To be able to spend time with my family, um, and to be able to not have the money to, to have to worry about things that I need. So, with that said, I'm not trying to take into you know establish a big corporation and be, you know be a billionaire. And I mean, if that happens, that's great. And I'm definitely not going to complain. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, for me, uh, I think I think if I have a to get to a thousand members um, for me, and then right now I'm at 400. So, what the trajectory is, with what it is, and the analytics that I'm showing, that's actually it's going to be very doable for me. Um, so that's a goal for me. And then once I do that, you know, I think I just kind of continue doing what I'm doing, which is what I enjoy. Because what if I enjoy it, I'm not going to want to get out of it. I'm not going to want to do it for the money. I'm not going to want to hire people to do something that I enjoy. I enjoy it. That's why I'm doing it. So. So for me, that is what I'm, re- I'm. I feel like I'm living my life right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, wow. I like. I feel like I'm re- like retired. You know how like the, what I imagine retirement to be um, is what I'm doing right now, and I just love it. You know. And, and and I think the things that allow you to do this, or at least created this opportunity, is duplication, automation, and, um, and, yes. and strategic application of the tools. Right. Yes. You're thinking. Yes. It feels to me that you are a musician, a gifted uh-huh. musician, a gifted teacher. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you are a business-minded um, entrepreneur. Right. You're an entrepreneur. You think like a business owner. Think, how can I duplicate this? How can I right. have these systems in place that mm. even though we're mm. recording right now, right. the systems are working for you? That's not something that came naturally to me. That's that's why I had to, you know, with the help. Uh, hopefully, you don't mind if I look at my phone and get some people that actually, um, because I actually I, I did find um, some people who really helped me. Um, Your I, mentors, you mean? Yeah. Well, mentors. I mean, online. I mentioned Shalene Johnson already. Yeah. Um, guy Kawasaki, his business, mm-hmm. um, and then there is um, a guy named Jermaine Griggs. And he, um, I guess I don't have the other names here, but Jermaine, Jermaine Griggs already had a music business online. He was actually listed in Forbes mm-hmm. as, um, he was listed in Forbes magazine. But I remember that he was a, uh, a musician who had a, a membership site, <laughs> right? So that's how I knew it was possible. But this thing about duplication and automation was, n- was new. It's... So that's why the Guy Kawasaki book really just changed. Like they just kind of, I said, well, "This is, this is weird to me," you know. But it was, it sparked something in me that really wanted me to search and say, like I said, that that question: How do I duplicate? How do I automate? How do I duplicate? 
that was a question that bugged me for so long. And so (laughs) when it finally came, you know, and so, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just glad that I didn't give up because sometimes it's, you know, it's kind of hard to know what to duplicate. But when I finally found it, it was like an aha moment, like, yes, this is it. I've got I can duplicate this, you know, so. Yeah. Aren't you glad you did? Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) So, Sean, what is the best way to connect with you Mm -hmm. and with uh, what you offer? Okay, so, um, yeah, on YouTube, um, if you simply put S-E-A-N, Sean Wilson Piano, um, any of you who happen to be musicians um, (laughs) uh, or or pianists and you love listening to pianists like uh, jazz pianists like Bill Evans or Chick Corea or Hurry, Herbie Hancock. Um, we do study some jazz guys, but I do mostly gospel um, musicians. So I do some jazz, but I, I did. I just did a guy um, the other day, Keith Jarrett, who's a really um, amazing jazz musician. He was playing um, Danny Boy, and he was playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, actually. So if you put yeah, that, that would be a great video to watch uh, for me. And you know, and you can so you can see what you do is you'll see him playing, and then you'll see me literally watching him play. I'll stop and explain what he's doing. I explain it in a way that you can understand, and and a lot. I have actually I have a lot of non musicians who watch my channel just to hear how musicians think. Like when they play that chord, why did they play that chord? What was the emotional choice for doing this, right? Musically, and it's it's just it's just something great. If you're not into music, you got to get into music. <laughs> you got to get into it because it's it's such an amazing thing. But I, I don't think I'd be doing anything else. It's a gift. Yeah. I think it's a gift that we have as humans, and this is a gift we share. Uh, Sean, what about if you come back to the okay. show once you reach 1,000 subscribers? That'd be great. <laughs> and you can tell us more <laughs> analytics, your positioning, your messaging, things that yeah. we can learn from your ins- uh, inspired example. That would be great. And by the way, I didn't mention um, SeanWilsonPiano.com is the website. Um, Sean Wilson Piano on Facebook. I try to keep everything really simple. Yeah. So whatever, whatever um, social media site, you know, just type in Sean Wilson Piano and you'll see, you'll see me there. Thank you again. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you everyone f- who listened and invested <laughs> this thirty minutes of your time. I think it will pay great dividends. You can listen to this episode over and over again for those m- nuggets of wisdom that Sean has so freely shared with us. So whatever you're facing in your life, make sure you look deep within yourself. Ask the tough questions. Stand up you know, stand up to fear and speak with courage. Also, don't forget to share this episode with everyone you love and care about. And until next time, don't forget to speak brave. <laughs>